0: Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 322 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode Back on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome friends. Welcome, you lucky witch. You lucky witch. This podcast today, this episode is about choosing your magical path. And I am not talking about what kind of pantheon you work with, what flavor your personal religion is. I'm talking about luck and magic. The manifestation process. So here are my thoughts on that. I I don't think this will be a very long episode, but I think it's a fun one. If you can tell, my voice is maybe a little more bouncy than it usually is. And it's usually pretty bouncy, but it's extra bouncy today, because I think this is a really fun thing to talk about. So if luck is preparation meeting opportunity, have you heard that before? It's it's a cliche. Luck is preparation meeting an opportunity. So if luck is preparation meeting an opportunity, magic is getting into alignment with that opportunity on purpose and making your own luck. That's what magical people do. That's what witches do. That's what law of attraction practitioners do. We are making our own luck. So from my perspective, there are two basic ways you can do this. There are many, many, many different ways, but I'm just talking broad strokes here. So there are two basic ways that you can do this. One, you can cast a spell or as some would say, set an intention and then do everything you can to get into alignment with the desired outcome. For you, that might be entirely done in a magical circle in one ritual. You cast your spell, you get into alignment with it energetically, and then you let it go out into the universe and wait for it to come back to you. Like an order out to the universe. You're putting in your order, (laughs) like you're ordering food, and then you just wait for the waiter to bring it to you. Or it could be like uh, maybe you're more like me and you actually believe you have to meet the universe halfway so for you getting into alignment would be you finish the intention setting and then you start meeting the universe halfway you start getting into alignment with your actions so that is scenario number one set an intention get into alignment with the desired outcome number two you work closely with your guides And synchronicity, I happen to think that is the language of spirit guides, God, angels, whatever you're working with, synchronicity. So working close with your guides and synchronicity in order to be led to the next right step for your soul, and then the next, and then the next. So you don't actually have a desired outcome, but you're living a magical life because you are constantly tuning in to... Whatever it is for you, your higher self, angels, spirit guides, God, and you're, and you're letting yourself be guided that way. And in that way, life feels magical. Miracles happen. Brilliant opportunities cross your path, that kind of stuff. So these two ways, by the way, also are not mutually exclusive. They often work together. In fact, I find they work Best together. My personal practice is really a blend of the two. Uh, so for let's let's use an example just to talk about these two ways of being, maybe three, right? Because we have number one, cast a spell and get into alignment with the desired outcome. Number two, work closely with your guides and synchronicity in order to just sort of go with the flow and see what life has in store for you magically. <laughs> Number 3 would be a blend of the two. So, for example, you set the intention to be a professional artist who meets all your financial needs with your art. And when I I'm using art because so many of you are artists and uh spiritual people. So I'm just going to use the word art and hope it applies to as many people as possible. Your art could be writing fiction, reading tarot cards, painting faces, acting, dancing, edible landscaping. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Let's just call it your art. So you set an intention to be a professional artist who meets all of your financial needs with your art. In scenario one, you set an intention to make a million dollars in two years by getting an on-camera endorsement of your talent from Oprah Winfrey and then parlay that into your big art biz. It's very specific. You're going to make a million dollars in two years and Oprah's going to help you do it. (laughs) In scenario two, you work on developing your craft daily, whatever your craft is, and you let spirit guide you in terms of what you're meant to create, who you're meant to meet and serve, and what outcome is best for the good of all. Christians do this by praying for what they want and then letting Jesus take the wheel. Take the wheel, Jesus! <laughs> and then they call it a miracle. I call it magic. Call it what you like, but it's, it's this mysterious engagement with life that I'm kind of obsessed with. (laughs) I was as a Christian and I am now as a witch. And uh, it's the words change, but I think the thing that I, I really, really connect with and enjoy and love learning about and exploring and sharing with other people just all boils down to that mysterious thing that answers back. Mystery, magic, miracles, God, whatever. So while thinking of those two scenarios I just shared, while you may hear them and find yourself leaning strongly to one or the other, neither is wrong, neither is wrong. And both have the potential to work. What I prefer is a third scenario, which is a mix of the two. So you set your intention to make a million dollars in two years with your art. You work on developing your craft daily and then keep your eyes and ears and heart open for signs from the universe that you can follow to take the next right step and then the next and then the next. Your path might not lead you to Oprah. But it takes you on a fulfilling ride that enriches your life and gets you 60% to your goal in the designated time of two years. It takes you one more year to hit 100%, but you get there eventually and the journey was awesome. That feels good to me. That's what I like. (laughs) And an important thing about, I specifically chose a million dollars for a reason, because I think that's a triggering number for some people. It certainly is for me. Uh, and I, I'm I'm the, I'm the teenager I was back in the day who told everybody I was going to make a million dollars before my 21st birthday, which I did not do because I did not understand that you have to have proper channels in place. And I had tons of resistance and feelings of low self-worth and all kinds of things that stood in my way of making that happen. Plus, guess what? I didn't even put any effort into it. I don't even know how I thought this magical one million dollars was going to find its way to me. <laughs> Um, So an important thing about that million dollars in two years. The first question I would ask you about that, if that were your goal, is why? Why? Why does it have to be a million dollars in two years? If your why is strong, if you're passionate about your why, then go for it. Go for it. If it truly feels within the realm of possibility for you, and those numbers don't bring up any resistance, perfect. That's an awesome goal. And FYI, a strong why, depending on the person, it really could be as simple as, because I think it would be fun to try, and I want to blow my own mind with the possibilities. I want to see how this magic stuff works. If you really can get into a space of fun and a million dollars in two years doesn't like bring up a bunch of resistance and I'm not worthy of that. And that's not possible. If you're just like, if you hear that and you're like, Oh my God, that sounds so fun. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> the key is that it shouldn't bring up any resistance. Um, maybe a little tiny bit, but you're going to have to work through that resistance very consciously. Ideally, it wouldn't bring up resistance, whatever your goal is. And the idea should feel energizing, like you can't wait, you can't wait to get to work meeting the universe halfway and executing this kick ass plan you just hatched. You'll know, you'll know over time, if you truly are in that space, if you can sustain the effort on your end, if you wake up most days ready to engage the magic and eager to do your part in making it happen, you're good. You're good. You're on your way. (laughs) If you find yourself instead making excuses or your interest starts dwindling, that's okay too. No judgment. That's fine. It just means you either reached beyond your own perception of what's possible and you need to scale down the numbers a bit in order to release that resistance, or you're off track altogether with what your soul really craves now, and that's an invitation to check back in with yourself to ask, okay, if I don't want that thing I thought I wanted, what do I want? Like, really, what will make this wacky thing called life feel more like Feel more like a game I can win and actually enjoy. And I should add too, um, that's just my personal take on how I want life to feel. I am super duper ambitious about my career specifically. I'm very ambitious. But I also want to have fun, joy, fun, and happiness. Like these are core values for me. So the journey to whatever, I think I value that more than all my big ambitious goals. I would like to achieve them. I I hope to, to achieve them. But if I have a lot of fun and a joyful life on the way, like that's really what matters the most to me. You, fun might not even be like something you... Give a shit about, really. (laughs) Not everybody's like, hey, life, woo! (laughs) You might be more focused on going deep into other people's pain to offer healing or fighting for a cause that's close to your heart. You may be looking to change the world and willing to get into the dirty, nitty gritty of it, which may not be fun. But it's right with your soul and deeply fulfilling. That is great, too. That is perfect. That's perfect if that's who you are. Um. So going, going back to our two main sample scenarios here. I just want to travel back to where I started here. Scenario one, in which you, I hope you guys are following this. <laughs> in my mind, it's like, beep, 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 I can just see it, uh, I could just see it so clearly in my mind. Um, you'll have to let me know if you're with me on this episode. So, scenario one, in which you set a very specific intention for a very specific outcome, and you're very, very, very specific about it and attached to that specificity. Like, Oprah is going to be involved and $2 million or $1 million in two years. Super specific. Can you see the potential flaw in that? Not that you can't work magic that way successfully. You can. I know you can. I've done it. But more, well, Oprah didn't help me make a million dollars in two years, but I've had my own moments where I've been super duper duper specific about this very specific outcome and how it has to come about, and it actually did. And I threw all my magic at it. I had better luck when I was new to magic, uh, before, before I like learned how it all works. Like there is something to beginner's luck. Speaking of luck and magic, (laughs) there is something about just believing and just going for it that has, it has a lot of energy to it. A lot of creative energy, um, so, uh, okay, okay. Scenario one, being super specific and seeing the flaw in that. Um, more often than not, for me, at least, it doesn't work that way. It's too narrow a channel that you're creating with all that specificity. Uh, and getting super duper hyper specific about both the desired outcome and the way it must come into being You're cutting yourself off from a whole world of possibilities. You may be costing yourself more time, or you may be actually pinching yourself off entirely from the thing that you want because you're just not willing or able to see the other opportunities to make it happen that come your way. It's like that old joke, I feel like, Maybe everybody has heard this joke at least once in their life, especially if you grew up in church. (laughs) Uh, The old joke about, there's a man, I'm probably going to get the details wrong. Let's just say it the way I remember it. There's a man on a sinking island. It's a little tiny island, one man by himself. The island is sinking fast. But this man is a man of faith. He has absolute faith in his God, and so he prays to God to save him, and he waits. He knows the Lord is coming. He knows it. That's how strong his faith is. There is no doubt in his mind. So when a rescue helicopter appears and lowers a rope, he denies it and says, No, thank you. The Lord is coming to save me. Unfortunately, just after that, the water starts rising higher and faster, but it will not shake this man's faith. He believes, he believes. <laughs> so the water is up to his waist by the time a dinghy with a small search party floats by and casts him a uh what are those things? Those little lifesaver round floaty things. They cast him one of those. <laughs> And say, grab hold, we will tow you to safety. And still he denies the help, saying, no thanks. I know in my heart, my Lord will save me. Finally, when the water is up to his neck, the coast guard arrives and the man waves them away. He waves them away only to drown moments later. So when he gets to heaven and he finally meets God, the first words out of his mouth are, my Lord, why didn't you save me? And God replies, dude, I sent you a helicopter. I sent you a boat. I even sent you the U.S. Coast Guard. What more do you want from me? (laughs) It's a corny old joke. But it, I think it demonstrates the point pretty well. If you're so insistent that things have to turn out in the specific way you envisioned, you might miss the mark altogether. You literally cannot see it when your big opportunity arrives. Like when the universe starts saying yes, you're like, Nope, you are not Oprah. I know how this is supposed to go. <laughs> So I want to say, too, about the second scenario that I shared earlier. And just to repeat, what did I say here? I wrote this down somewhere. Two. Work closely with your guides and synchronicity in order to be led to the right next step for your soul and then the next. So that is about not having a desired outcome other than maybe just I want I want to be of service or I want to live my soul's purpose. It could be just something like that. And, in you know, you're not like I have to have two, or a million dollars in two years. You're just like, I just want to live a purposeful life. I am sure that that is a super groovy way to live and to really get into the flow of life in the most magical way. And if you are there, if you're in that place in your life, I, I, I look at that and I think, that's freedom. That's really a beautiful thing. And I might choose to live my life that way one day. But for now, <laughs> I've got dreams. I've got goals. And that just doesn't sit right with me today. Right now. Although I can definitely see that's a beautiful, beautiful way to live. I personally, at this time in my life, I want to steer my ship. I know I don't have a hundred percent control over how everything in my life turns out, but I do believe in co-creating my reality, and I am all about transforming fate, the hand I've been given, transforming fate into destiny, and making my time here as creative and fun as I can. And magic is a big part of that. So that's me. What about you? What about you? Do you find yourself leaning one way or the other? Give me a shout on Twitter or Facebook if you want to share. And until we meet again, much love to you. Peace.